What's going on, everybody? Daryl Freighter, the club CEO here. We have another amazing episode of the My DJ Story podcast brought to you by the club app, the number one online community and live streaming app for DJs and partygoers. Today, I have my brother, Curtis Powers. Brother, can you please introduce yourself to the people who you are and where you're from? Hey, um, yeah, I'm Curtis Powers from Brooklyn, uh, New York City, if uh, you are geographically challenged. Um, and uh, yeah, really glad to be here. I've been loving what you've been doing, Daryl, and uh, yeah, glad to be here to share my story with the people. Awesome, man. We're super excited to have you here. As you know, this is the My DJ Story podcast, so we want to hear your story as a DJ in the industry. So walk us through the beginning, man. What sparked your interest to become a DJ? Then kind of walk us through that story leading to where you are today. Sure, yeah. Um, mine, it's funny. It, it's almost shocking, the parallels, because I've listened to like four or five of the other people that, that have been um, on your on your show in the, in the more recent. Um, mine, like like many others, started in the fact that I played music um, when I was young. Um, I grew up, fortunately, in a very um, liberal household, and like um, and because of that, I was from a young age into like loads and loads of different types of music. Um, and but you know in my my teen my late teen years i was playing music that was a lot heavier and angry and well, not really angry but it was a it was an outlet it was you know uh yeah it was it was an outlet type of music and um and you know we were fortunate we got to you know release albums and tour and, and do all that kind of stuff but as i uh, as i grew older and started i'd say maturing a bit you know i um started getting into a lot more music. And when you take away, when you take away the live uh, elements of, of music in general, um, not being connected that way feels feels really odd. And uh, um, I'd been buying records for years and years and years um, and quite eclectic, you know, everything from, you know, you know, way back like rock and hip hop and, and um, you know, your kind of your classic funks and funk and souls, your Motowns, et cetera, et cetera. And then, you know, just getting getting older and, and the more you do it, um, just buying more and more different types of stuff because I like to think, um, you know, they always talk about gateway drugs. Like I look at a lot of different music as like gateway music that like opens you to just like a little snippet of a sound in one song might get you into a whole nother genre of music, which is a really beautiful thing about music. Um, and so, um, yeah, it just it just happened. I. I I wanted to start DJing and um, and just playing records for people. And um, before that, I I think my friends would always say that I was the kind of guy that I would just invite you over to my house. And when you'd come over for dinner or whatever, I'd just sit you down, pour you a drink, and be like, oh, you got to hear this, you got to hear this, you got to hear this. And so it just became kind of natural. It wasn't about um, trying to be like, you know, like Star or Ibiza dude or whatever. It was just, I like sharing music and I like, seeing people's reaction to music so that was what sparked me yeah man that's super amazing and i think that it's super exciting that you have this natural love for serving people through music and just by just your intro story in terms of just wanting to show people new music whenever you have the opportunity it's really fitting that you're taking this journey within djing man so to all those you know after that initial spark of djing walk us through your journey from there and how you kind of progress leading to where you are now yeah, well, um, so, yeah, you know, New York City is a, a funny place in the sense that there's so much going on, but yet there's also so much that's not going on. Like, it's it's this weird, it's this weird thing where uh, 
because there's so much going on, there's so many things that you don't even know about. And, and it, it means that like, I don't know, trying to become, I think you have to ask yourself why, why you're doing this. You know what I mean? Because if for a lot of people, they think, oh, you know, I'm going to DJ and I'm going to get big and I'm going to do this and I'm going to whatever. And, and I still believe in the, in the idea, you know, you got to uh, pay your dues might be old, old man's terms, but like you got to put in your time, you know what I mean? And, and, and as I work, I work in advertising by day, it's, you have to, you have to build your brand. You have to show up. You have to consistently show people who you are, what you stand for, you know? Um, and then, and then they connect with you. It's, it's not, you know, the music that we play is an extension of, of our taste, but it's not like, you know, it's not like, we're playing other people's music and so i think when we're when we're able to kind of focus that it's been a it's been an interesting journey taking that off and so i was djing in new york city to uh, you know sometimes little bars that you know i was lucky if there were 20 or 30 people sometimes you know i'm not like a big stage giant dj you know I, i'd say the biggest crowd i've ever played for is like a thousand people and and that was awesome. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, yo, this is so much fun. People, people are just having a good time. Um, I've also DJed to crowds that were like 20 or 30 people that were dancing their asses off from like, from like, you know, from 10 o'clock until like three in the morning versus DJing for like 500 people that are just like too cool to like shake their hips. And I'm just like, I would rather DJ for those 20 or 30 people that like it was such a party versus 500 people you know, um, that, that are just too cool for school. Right. And so I think New York city puts you through that ringer. Um, and it should, you know what I mean? It's just like, you're, you're, you're in New York city, like, you know, bring something, don't try to play the same stuff that everybody else is playing, you know, um, you know, dig for yourself because you're as a DJ, I feel like you're, you're meant to, you're meant to have a, a vision of, of music that others don't have. We're, we're the, we're the gateway for the people, you know what I mean? And, and so I tried to look at it like that, and I, I, but I try not to do it in a pretentious way. And I think because of that, I was able to start to build, you know, people that liked what I did. Um, around 2013, 2014, I think, I got into radio. Um, and this was an extension, again, answering why do I do what I do? And, and I like to play music for, for people and I like to know that they're having a good time to it. I like to blow their minds and be like, yo, this sounds like something I know, but I don't, you know what I mean? And so I went into radio for that same thing. It's like, I can't see them dancing in their kitchens, you know what I mean? Or in their living rooms or whatever, or in the, in the seat of their car, you know? But fortunately, my goal was to connect people with music. And so, um, I leveraged social media really early when I started a radio show in 2014. And, and it's just funny because I, I now know, and I take it very, very seriously, more than just somebody showing up at a club that you have to be DJing. Radio, when I know that you're, it's very intimate. Like I'm in your ears like this. I'm in your car. I'm in your bedroom. I'm in your living room. I'm in your kitchen. And, and so I try to make sure that like one, I'm not negative at all. I'm like, you know, I just, I'm just trying to make people feel good. And at the same time, I love hearing like me and the husband are like cooking dinner, blah, 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 having a dance in the kitchen. I'm like, I love that. Like it, it just, that's the reason that I do it. And that's the reason that I've taken it to this. So by 2018, I had been doing radio every week 
uh, for, for that many years. And I decided I was going to start my own radio station, which is called the face radio. It's in Brooklyn. And, um, uh, we have, we have, uh, over 60 DJs worldwide. Um, very, you know, eclectic, but all, all good vibes, you know, everything from, you know, really eclectic, weird, like sixties to Latin to, to hip hop, to house, to funk, soul, disco, boogie, reggae, dub, just all grooves, all vibes. And, and we're doing it worldwide now. It's not, we've got a, we've got a huge group of people that broadcast from what we call from the soul of Brooklyn. Um, and then, and then we have about another probably 30% of our DJs that are in everywhere from Germany, France, Scotland, England, Ireland, Australia, um, West Coast, America, uh, Boston, North Carolina. So it's, that's, yeah, to me, I feel like that's what, that's what DJing is. It, it's, it's the, it's the, it's the people that you play for. And then the community that you build around it. And that's that's why I'm actually here with you today, Daryl, because I, I love that you're just building this community. And I think it's special that you're doing it. So thank you. Wow, man. That's an amazing intro. And it seems like you're having a lot of fun with what you're doing <laughs> with your career as a DJ. And it's very fitting that you just have this natural flow and the natural progression in your journey as a DJ leading to where you are, where you just built a new radio station and are now giving opportunity and platform for other DJs to be heard and showcased. So Congrats to you and I honor you for everything that you're doing. At this time, we're going to jump into a quick commercial break. But when we come back, we're going to talk more about the Face Radio and some of the things that you're doing, some of the learning lessons that you've got throughout your journey, okay? Thank you. And we're back with the My DJ Story podcast. I'm here with my brother, Curtis Powers. He's an amazing DJ from Brooklyn, New York. They have done a lot in his journey. And when we left, we were just talking about Curtis and his new radio station, the face radio and we'd love for you to talk a little bit more about you know what you're currently doing with the face radio and talk to us a little bit about what you've learned throughout your journey as dj with parties and also the radio side and how it kind of brought you to where you currently are yeah well um the lessons are endless and and i think i think that that's that's a mindset that we should i encourage all to be open to have because when you can be open enough to look at where things are really working whether or not it's not a slight it's not a slight against you it only becomes a slight against you when you refuse to see it and and are unwilling to to try to see you know what you can do it's it's kind of like um you know i have these conversations with djs a lot about you know uh, i mean everybody's heard it read the room right read the room you can still be the dj you want to be and play the you know you know, some people are pop DJs and, and that's what they do. And that's cool. Right. Some people want to be DJs that, you know, they want to, they want to, they want to dig below the surface and they want to, they want to be like, they want to see the people that are like trying to Shazam their songs and can't, you know what I mean? And, and there, but there's a, there's a really nice, I think there's a nice balance between that. And it's, it's, it's finding going back to, I feel like this is going to be the theme today, Daryl, the gateway. It's finding the gateway from the room that you're in, in, we as DJs, especially if, if you're kind of starting out or, you know, maybe you're not starting out, maybe somebody's friend said, yo, I know this DJ's plans and I think they're good, but, but, your, but your friend doesn't know the DJ, right? So, you know, your friends come and they're like, okay, cool. I, I kind of like some of the stuff, you know, I don't know some of the stuff. As DJs, we have to read the room. We have to see what they're doing. We got to find that way to pull them in. And once we establish that, 
call it credibility, call it that comfort where they're like, oh, cool, I, I dig this. Yeah, I, I know this. They have to feel included. Like what we do has to be inclusive. And and I that almost sounds like a, an oxymoron in this day and age where everybody's like Instagram, like Ibiza DJ, like I only got my, my crew behind, behind me on the stage and everybody else is like a mile away. What we do like, like audibly has to be, um, oh, it's getting loud now. Um, what we do as a craft, it has to audibly, it has to be inclusive enough to create that, that gateway for people to say, oh, I know this and I feel like I'm a part of this. And now everything I hear from that point is like, it, it's now me, right? It's, it's that second, like, that's, that's what we, like, that's the thing that I always try to create. So um, when, it, when it came to radio, fast, fast forward, um, you know, we, we always want to be eclectic. We, we don't want to play, um, you know, it's kind of like, what's your angle? What's your niche, right? What do you do that makes you different than any other DJs? It's not your Instagram followers. It's not your whatever. It's your personality. It's, it's, um, it's the music that you play. It's the way that you, you bring it together. It's the way that you mix it. It's the way that, you know, maybe it's just the way you perform. You know, I've seen some DJs that are just like crazy. Um, I, I mean that in a positive way. Um, and so for me, with even with the radio, as I say, I, I always say to my DJs when we bring them on, I say, listen, Spotify is already there. People aren't listening to you merely for the tracks you play because the internet is vast. They can find any song they want, right? And it doesn't mean that they'll hear that one song that you played today, but they can find music if, they, if they're looking for it. The reason that people keep listening to you is, is, your, is your personality, how you connect with them, and how you make them feel about the music, how you include them in the music. And so for me, radio has always been about the stories, you know, highlighting, like whether it's like, whether you, you, I, I play a song because I'm like, oh, I really love the bongos in this part, or I love the, the bass line and this is so amazing, or I bought this record when this girl broke my heart in like 1995, or you know what I mean, something like that. Um, it's, it's important to give give people that, that, that means to connect to and, I believe just like the same thing that I would give my clients as a, as an advertising uh, creative director, you you have to give them that thing that is is almost intrinsic, and they that's why they follow you. That's why you become in, like like properly sustainably Instagram famous is because people connect with you and they 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 love what you do. And even when you're crap, they give you a break because you're like, oh man, I, I guess he was off today. You know, I guess she was. I guess she just was under the weather. You know what I mean? And I think that for me is, is, is one of the biggest lessons. Um, number two is, is don't, don't overthink things um, when you're DJing because um, we don't, I, I think most people don't know it. And I think that we try to front like, you know, as DJs like, oh, yo, we're the, you know, we're the DJ, you know, wicked, you know, everybody's watching me, but we're all like, we're all dealing with those little bits of insecurity. And anyone who's watching this is a DJ that says they, they're not, you're lying. I'm not saying that you're like creaking in your, in your, you know, in your bones or whatever, but we've all had that moment where like, oh, was that bad? Oh man, I, somebody heard me mix that really poorly or whatever. And when you let that, you can let that overcome you. And when it does, your whole set's going like this from there. You know what I mean? You just got to be like, you know what? It doesn't matter. Roll with it. You know what I mean? It's, it's, you know, we all face that level of, of uh, minimal insecurity and just, 
just roll with it. We're human. And I think that's actually going back to the thing about personalities and that Spotify is out there. So we should be presenters when we DJ, we should have personalities. Um, we're not robots. And, and, and I tend to think when I hear like a really amazing DJ, when I'm able to hear something that was maybe just like a, just a slight pitch shift off, I'm like, all right, cool. Boom. Like, because then it just, it just reinforces the fact that like, we're all, we're all human. Like, don't try to be inhuman, like just yeah. roll with it and celebrate it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and I think then people, they, I think they, I think they connect with you more after that. And that's, yeah. and you, you'll hear that thread throughout everything I say. It's like, it's all about just connecting with people and, and making people's days or their, their, their weekends or whatever it is good. Yeah, man. I love that piece of advice. I think that's super important that people are connecting with people through music. And as a DJ, as someone that is controlling the energy in the room, try your best to not only just play music. Like you said, there's technology out there, there's Spotify, there's Apple Music. People can find the songs. They know the songs. But yeah. how do you introduce yourself to the crowd in an intimate way? So you yeah. build that intimate relationship where it extends far beyond that night or the day that you're performing for them. And I think yeah. that's super important that we have platforms that we can share their story so people can hear the person behind the music and the DJ and connect to you on that human level that you spoke about. And you'll see your career, your brand, and your fan base skyrocket when you yeah. include that human element as opposed to just being a tool or a resource for music. Yeah. So, when you try to put when you try to put the result before the input, it's it's like it's it's not sustainable. You might have you might have a lucky bit of success, but like like even like again when I talk about with brands and advertising, it's just like find find your niche, find your find your hundred first customers and and make them incredibly like make them believe in what you do so much that they become they almost become the voice for you because they they love what you do so much that they spread it. And you look at any of the biggest like I hate using that word influencers, but like I mean, people that like are, have been around for a long time. I don't mean like people that just kind of come overnight and become a name. I mean, you know, at a certain point when, when, when you, when you connect with people on that level, your first hundred fans, and I mean, proper fans, I mean, like, these are the people that no matter what you are doing, they're going to show up. You know what I mean? And it can start with 10. Like, don't, don't feel like you have to have like a thousand, hundred thousand, whatever do like absolutely rock 10 people that they are your super fans and and remember them nurture that like be like be thankful for them because those people as 10 they're like your little they're like your little army that could go on and conquer like and and spread that thing for you and so many people they try to put on that that attitude that that precedes that they're like oh these these are my fans and and then they just like kind of like <laughs> they just kind of like like they don't, they don't, they don't value that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that that's, I feel like that's a huge miss. Yeah. Cause then I you're agree. just a, you're just a dick. <laughs> 100% man. And Pardon? talk to me, <laughs> give me, give me some insight on some tactical advice on how people can go about building that true 100 fans and how you can really build intimate relationship with your audiences as opposed to them being, you know, someone that just glorifies you. How, how do you glorify them back or, or build that relationship with them um, in a unique and in a, in a very meaningful way? Some tips on that. That's a great question. That's a really great question. Um, and I don't think that there's singularly one answer, um, you know, because people are different, you know, like you, you've, you've definitely seen, 
you know, I could, you could go up to some person and say, oh, you know, thank you very much, blah, blah, blah. And they'd be like, oh, did you see the way he looked at me when he said that? Like, so there's, you know, I, I can't say there's a, there's a one size, but, but I would say first start with yourself and say like, be thankful. Like, again, remember this, you're not Isaac Hayes. You know what I mean? You're not, you're not, you're not Pharrell Williams. You're not, you know, you're not, you're not the, the people that are actually making this. Now, that's not to say, you, you know, I mean, you look at like a DJ, like even like Fortet, right? And the fact that he's like, he's an eclectic underground dude, but collaborated with Dilla, with with Justin Timberlake, with whatever. So, so yes, you can become a DJ that like, you're, you're, you're playing that game that high, but like, just, just re, remind, uh, rewind it back and just say like, you know, you gotta you gotta be thankful for the for the people that first first start rolling with you and 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 treat them with that like tell them thanks for coming you know what sometimes as a dj go out of your way like if you've seen somebody that rolls around three or four times to one of your sets go like i'm gonna caveat this as i say this go up and, and just say hey i see you you know what i mean like and and sometimes just that acknowledgement you know you don't have to be best friends with them but let them know that you you recognize that they're there, um, you know. And, and I do that with radio. It's just like sometimes there's people that that listen week in and week out. You know, I see their Facebook posts, and like to be honest with you, I'm like I, I sometimes see like sometimes people write dodgy stuff that I'm like, ooh, I can't mess with that. But I feel like if I if I could just say, oh, you know, cool, they they listen. I hope that maybe one day, just through being connected to to someone like myself and being thankful to them that maybe they'll look at the world differently and, and maybe they'll change their ways and some, some sorts of things. I'm not getting political. I am getting political, but I'm not getting political. You know what I mean? Um, and I, and I think that that's the most important thing is, is actually value the people that, that value you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like, or, or, or else ask yourself, what is, what's your big goal? Because like, we've seen it in enough movies like this idea of success that drives a lot of people into complete seclusion, right? Like we actually, we do actually want to, like the reason that people want to be famous is because they, they want, they want people to like them, right? So isn't it an oxymoron that we want to get big, but somehow or another, we want that to mean that like, we build this like big glass mansion up around our, our, our personalities i think that's whack you know what i mean like and, and i'm not saying you want to hang out with every single person that likes what you do i'm just saying like be thankful for them and, and take them on your journey and then when you are massive be thankful like yo you know i had a crew of a hundred listeners hundred people that would come see me you know every week every month every whatever and that that multiplied you know what i mean like one becomes 10 10 becomes 100 100 becomes a thousand you know etc etc you need those first people and don't forget them Yep. No, that's, that's super it. powerful, man. And the small gestures go a far ways. And I think that you highlighting that is super important for DJs to start looking for those moments that they can make those small gestures that can be very impactful or meaningful to someone's life on the other end of the music. So thank you yeah. for sharing that. Um, these small tips and hacks and, and, and strategies are what can make or break a career or really make or break the relationship opportunity you have to build with someone that is supporting you in your journey as yeah. a DJ. I think that's super important, man. Now, this is so amazing. You're dropping a lot of great gems, man. And and, and this deserves way more than our typical 30 minutes for our <laughs> interview. Um, but I would love for you to kind of highlight some of the things that you're focusing on now and how could myself, the club, and our community help and support you? 
Yeah, no, that's great. And and to be honest with you, we're I think we find ourselves at a really, really interesting point, right? Is that we, for instance, as a radio station, we were very, very um, we were quite lucky um, in that when COVID hit, you know, we already had such a huge community built around our station. We had, you know, we had a community internally with all the all the DJs, whatever, and then we had externally the people that listened to us. And I think because, again, going back to connections and stuff like that, because we were able to keep providing those connections during COVID, we were giving people their their escapes, right? You know, on radio, and you know, we were playing music that that uplifted people. We were we were sharing our own stories. Like, you know, at a certain point, I had to be like, okay, like, listen, the baseline is this is COVID and it sucks, right? So stop, so stop starting there. Let's talk about what's above that, right? Let's, let's talk about, let's get people to the place where, okay, this is what we're in, but we're going to try to have the best time that we can, right? And, and so I think what we did and, and what I'm seeing, what, what you're doing with, with the club, it's great because we've, we're now, we're now living in a world where, you know, you hear so many people talking about, oh, we just, I can't wait till things get back to normal. Well, well, reality check right now, this is, this is normal. Like we've been in this for 16 months. So what, what we have to do is we, we have to have people like there are freighters of the world that are, that, that take the opportunity and say, okay, people want to be connected and whether they're, whether they live in, I think we glaze over this. If we live in cool places like New York or Los Angeles or London or wherever, because we're constantly around people. But we can also use this 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 vehicle that you're building to to connect to people that are in places that are in small towns of uh, I don't Virginia, like where I am right now, or or Missouri, or Indiana, or you know Washington State, wherever. There are still people that are going to love what we do, right? And and so I think there's a, there's a pivot point where. We can say, okay, well, most a lot of people are getting vaccinated. Like, you know, I, I've over the last month DJ three gigs, and it was just like, it just felt crazy because we we're like, oh, cool, we're back out, we're playing for people, and it feels really good. But platforms like this, I think, are going to be, are going to continue to be important because even though we have certain things, we could still provide these things and 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 build more loyalty, grow more fans in places that don't necessarily have. You know, if you live in a small town and you're into something that's kind of underground, you know what I mean? Like you might not have that, but if suddenly you come to a place here like the club and you're like, I have this community of people, we, we like they're these DJs and I like that. That to me is the opportunity that I see in what you're doing with the club, Daryl. And I think that as even with the radio station, I'm looking to to constantly um, uh, to to constantly bring the um, um to bring the bring us to the community wherever the community is and that's why these tools are so important and so i don't know the long answer but my goal is that from a station perspective our we have three words that we do it's it's to share to connect to inspire and and using tools like the club using our platform the face radio which is just a radio station um we can do that because we're sharing music we're sharing our stories we're sharing when we bought this record at whatever record store we're connecting because we're connecting with the listeners maybe we're connecting with other djs djs that maybe we're inspiring maybe we're we're learning from etc cetera, etc cetera. and then we're inspiring we might just be inspiring somebody to wake up because it's been a miserable year and they're like yo 
that DJ set just made my night. You know what I mean? Or, or maybe they're like, yo, I got to start buying records or I want to be a DJ. You know what I mean? Like, and so to me, it's platforms like this that I think if people have the right, if they have the right focus and they, they realize the things that they have to do first to get to that end goal, um, I think the communities will just grow massive. And I'm the one thing that I'm hoping for out of the outcome of this whole COVID thing, and I'm seeing it in New York City, is people are more eager to connect now than ever. They're yeah. more willing to have a good time where before you're like, oh, it's, it was a hard day at work. I, like, I don't even want to go out tonight. You're going out. Like, you might you might have had a horrible night. You, you might have slept horrible the night before. You might have had a horrible day at work. Your, your husband, wife, partner, whatever, hates you and you're like, no, I'm going out. <laughs> you know what I mean? I have a stomach ache, but I'm going out because I'm going to connect with people and we're going to have a great night. Yeah, so man, I, I, that's I think, my, that's my vision for, for where we're. Yeah, man. It's a great vision. You know, the key word that you mentioned was community. And I love that word community because it really is the essence of what relationship building means at scale. And that's what we're here to do at the club, man. You've provided a great interview for us here on the My DJ Story podcast. At this time, we're going to jump into the lightning round. Are you ready? Uh, I didn't know about the lightning round. Let's have it. Describe your DJ setup, hardware and software. Hardware and software. Techniques 1200s, um, uh, Pioneer, uh, 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 Pioneer, uh, crikey, what the heck is it? Nexus 2, um, DJM 900 Nexus 2. I've got two um, Pioneer XDJs because nobody uses CDs anymore and they're double the cost. Um, I use a really killer mic, uh, just your, your bog standard Shure SM7B. I use some compressor, some compressors. Um, I got some speakers. Um, yeah, I, I do still mess around with Serato, um, but yeah. Who's your favorite DJ? Favorite DJ? Um, probably, um, probably Giles Peterson. Um, yeah, probably Giles Peterson, even though like he'll he'll argue that he's not a DJ. Um, I've seen him open for Africa Bambada in Central Park. I've seen like, you know, yeah, Giles Peterson. What has been your favorite party or event you've DJed at and what made it special? Um, I, the Craig Charles Superfly Funk and Soul Club in Manchester, England. Um, for those that don't know, Craig Charles is like a TV personality in the UK. He's also a, a radio host on BBC Radio 6 Music and Radio 1 and Radio 2 and Radio 4, I think sometimes. Um, I was invited. I was in the UK. I, my best gigs have always been in the UK, actually. Um, actually, take that back. Best gig ever, Belfast. Uh, yeah, let me rewind. Best gig ever, Belfast, Northern Ireland. February, I think it was maybe 2017. Cold as hell on a boat underneath like the the party was underneath the water like you know you go into a boat water's here the i don't know the tops here whatever underneath the boat cold as hell you go into this place you got a dance floor you got the stage i was i was a guest of uh my man uh pete brady who also does a thing it that's called the superfly funk and soul show on the face radio and and a party in belfast northern ireland um, there was a group that are called the allergies that are out of, uh, Bristol, uh, which is the, uh, West, uh, West, West England. Um, and, um, they are kind of, they're funk and soul and hip hop. And we, um, 
we had bumped into each other at a record shop that day, didn't know each other. We we're like, oh, damn. Yo, oh, you're the guy from Brooklyn. Blah, blah, blah. We're DJing together tonight. Like, oh, damn. Um, we get the, again, it's February, it's cold. At a certain point, we start playing and water is just dripping off the walls because people, like, again, I, I'm pretty sure only maybe 250 people fit into this boat. You know, it was a boat. I mean, it was a big enough boat, but it was boat under the water, cold as hell. And then suddenly it was so hot that everything was just dripping. And I think because of it, I think when people realized that they were, they were dripping, it just, it was just amazing. Yeah. So the allergies, uh, amazing. My man, Pete Brady, amazing. I kicked it. Um, I learned a lot from the entire crew that was there that night as well, because sometimes when you DJ with people that, that you realize that they can dabble in places that you don't, you try to, you try like, you're not in your comfort zone. You don't just do what you do. You, you try to be like, all right, I got to. I gotta, I gotta try to push this, and and it was amazing. I, I remember the guy called DJ Money Shot from the Allergies, who just like he goes, "Yo, you played stuff I'd never heard before," and, and it was and and you and you and you did it. You, you know, you did a great job. So for me, it was a it was a big compliment, and it was just such a wicked party. The second one was with Craig Charles in Manchester. They told me I opened for Craig Charles. He does a set. The crowd is insane like people are just going absolutely mental and they're like you're gonna also then close after craig charles and they're like don't be upset if everybody leaves and i was like uh, okay cool but i rolled out i rolled deep and i was like i'm not letting this crowd leave and nobody left they had to tell me to stop playing so that people would leave and i was just like results so don't that's another thing don't let it get in your head man if somebody says like yo the crowd might leave be like what do i have to do to not let the crowd leave. Keep them dancing, man. That's it. Name some of the best places to party in your city. Wow. So there was a really, really amazing place for a long time. Uh, it was called, uh, was that Output? Output. Sound was just amazing. You couldn't take photos in there. They had this like super anti-social media because they didn't want like, you know, selfies. That place was, was just completely, completely ill. Um, I really like uh, friends and lovers. I like come on everybody uh, in Brooklyn. Um, those places are really fun. Lovers Rock in in uh, Bed Stuy. Uh, if you if you're into your dub and your reggae and stuff like that. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna put those in there. That's that's where I'm going for right now. What's one thing that you think is missing from live streaming for DJs? missing um i think what's interesting like during COVID, i feel like a lot of people have been really smart in bringing in visuals so like i chose where i'm sitting talking to you right now because i'm like i got a pool i got some hibiscus i got you know some trees and some plants and stuff like that your presentation's everything like bring presentation people don't want to see like a weird a weird shot of like your your like all the crap that you left on the kitchen counter or like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, people like they want to feel like they're, they're, uh, they're experiencing something. So one quit this thing that people think that it's okay to like, just set their phone here and not have a direct feed. That's number one. Don't ever, ever live feed without going direct because you sound like a kid, like, come on, you know, you should know better by now. And two, presentation is everything. You know what I mean? Like, don't like put on a put on a shirt. I can have sweatpants on under this, but put on a shirt. Look like you want to be there. Don't leave your dirty laundry on the floor. You know what I mean? Like, 
make it something, you know? So and you like, I just got pretentious there, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, come on. Awesome, man. And shout out to DJs that you know personally, whose stories also need to be shared on this podcast. Oh man, man. Um, my good friends, my good friends, the disco freaks, uh, out of London. Um, yeah, yeah. Big, big ups to them. Uh, my man, Nick Carling, who's down on the South coast of England and Brighton. Um, crazy long story, inspirational dude. Uh, great, great speaker. Uh, my friends, uh, Emma Noble and Sophie Heath, they're, they're a crew, they're, they're a duo also in London. Um, uh, two really just lovely, strong, um, powerful girl, uh, powerful women um, that have, have been on the DJ scene for, for a while and, and changing people. Uh, my friend Kellyanne Byrne in Dublin, um, she's done everything from, she's like proper festival DJ in, in Ireland. Um, she's met the, the biggest, the biggest and the best. Um, she's, and she just has everything she does is just connecting and she's a she's a she's a great great human uh, and my man mr cameron in uh, brooklyn new york originally from melbourne which is australia's like music city um the guy is a is a is an endless knowledge of um just great stuff when it comes to djing he's a, an amazing dj that like plays his his what he plays is so vast and he just knows he knows everything um he's always an inspiration to me and uh yeah i mean if you could go really deep man uh, Giles Peterson, but you can listen to him every every Saturday morning Eastern time on BBC Radio Six Music. So awesome, man! We look forward to hearing their stories one day on the show. And any DJ who wants to be on the show can do so at djsignup.com. And brother, where can people find you online or even in person if you're still doing events? Yeah, so I would just say um, look up the Face Radio BK, uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. That's the face radio bk or i'm curtis powers at k-u-r-t-i-s powers twitter facebook instagram um mixed cloud soundcloud um i whatever whatever i do all of my handles for like the face radio is all the face radio bk everything for me is curtis powers that's curtis with a k um yeah i'd love to just hear from you even if it's just to be like that one thing you said was complete bollocks Hey, I love it, man. This has been an amazing interview, man. And I appreciate you spending time with us today. Everyone, please check out my brother, Curtis Powers. He's been a big supporter of what we're doing with the club. So please support him as well. And brother, thank you for everything you do for the DJs and the community of DJing. And brother, we look forward to seeing you in the club. Likewise, man. Thank you for listening to the My DJ Story podcast. If you haven't already, please join our community by downloading the club app for free in the Google Play and App Store today. While you're there, do us a huge favor by giving us a five-star rating and shoot us a message on Instagram telling us you did. I'd love to send you a free My DJ Story podcast t-shirt as a token of our appreciation. Thank you so much, and we'll look forward to seeing you in the club.